listening to Conversations from the Porch with your host, author, researcher, and intrepid truth-teller, Jack Hart. Jack is looking at the forest through the trees somewhere on the Cumberland Plateau. Now, from the porch, here's Jack Hart. We am Crossville in town. We're at my place today. It's an overcast, dreary-looking day. Very cool for almost the beginning of June. Uh, and uh, we're going to do a little, uh, I was going to do some, well, I'll do some Kennedy after this, but I think it's important. This is Memorial Day, I'd forgotten. Uh, and I, I go to, the, they have a big ceremony. I'll, we'll take some pictures uh, in the center of town. Uh, they have a, actually, they have a museum, a uh, veterans museum in the middle of town that uh, actually Phil is the one, one that really coordinated its, uh, its construction. Uh, so we'll, we'll go there and we'll see the ceremony. I'll take some pictures. But I wanted to get something like, uh, I, I want to say something about, uh, not, not my, my readers, thank you, because uh, my readers, uh, I think you guys are better than that. Uh, but, you know, we posted something about veterans. And, uh, uh, well, let, uh, let me, let me uh, 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 get this clear first, that we have a Veterans Day and a Memorial Day. Memorial Day is for the guys that died the guys that died in wars, okay? Now, each of my grandfathers lost a brother in World War II. One died with the 101st at the Battle of the Bulge, and the other one died storming the beach at Normandy. And he, was a, he was a promising poet. He was written up. Uh, I, I, I had a collection of his poetry. Some of it was published. It's two members of my family. Now, when we, we posted this thing in Veterans Today, I don't know what it is with these yellow faggot professing to be communist, but the, oh, well, if they died, they deserved it. If uh, I don't have no sympathy for them. You know what? I, I don't have no sympathy for you. It's I'll you. cut you from your asshole to your throat. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> well, Phil's going to get his turn, and I'm sure he has a lot of friends. He saw die 25 years in, in and out of wars. But uh, uh, I, I just, I, what is wrong with you? Did you ever watch, you know, I think one of the greatest movies ever, me and HP and a few other people went over this, is uh, Conan, not Conan the Destroyer, Conan the Barbarian. And he does that little prayer to his god, and he says, uh, you know, in a hundred years from now, nobody's going to remember who fought and what for and who was right and who was wrong. All they're going to remember is the valor of the men, the bravery, who was brave and who wasn't. And if you've got no respect for that, then you, you certainly are not a man. You certainly are not a man. You're, you're, a, you're a bitch. And, I don't, and we don't want to hear from bitches about wars. Uh, Go find your purple-haired boyfriend. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I got. I started writing for veterans today. I'm not a veteran, all right, but I wanted, and it says it right in the uh, the original one behind the bush post. Uh, the only people I respect are, are, are men that aren't afraid, afraid to to, to put their lives on the line. Uh, if you're afraid to fight, like I, I, I see it now in most Americans, they're afraid. It seems to me they're afraid to fight. Uh, the president is an imposter. He was never elected, and anybody with half a brain knows that. Uh, the laws they're making now. Now we got Frankenstein over there. Frankenstein's uh, daughter, John Kerry, another guy, the swift boat guy. I'll save him for Phil. Uh, he wants to confiscate farmland. He says that's not off the table. Uh, they're already doing it in the Netherlands. I mean, uh, what, what does it take to make his fight? I think you've become over-civilized. So I'm going to go pay my respects to men that were not afraid to fight. Uh, and that, that, that's why Memorial Day is probably the most important. Uh, uh, it's, I think it's more important than President's Day. I think it's more important than Veterans Day. I'm like, like Conan praying to Crom. The, the, these are the people I respect. Uh, and as I'm not a veteran, I'm going to let Phil take it from there on this. There's a lot of thoughts. Um, and I go back to 
a comment that I got um, on, on a post, and it was the very first couple of chapters of a book I've worked on and am still working on um, called Uniform. Oh, that's where those comments came from. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I'll, by the way, people, let me just, I published that by accident. I went into Phil Substack. He got mad at me, man. I, I didn't realize it. I thought he was going to publish it. I was looking for something to publish that day, and, and I seen it, and I published it, but that's a piece of much larger book he's writing, and I think you guys, you veterans, you better read it when he, we're going to publish it, and uh, it's going to tell you how to get, you know, how to work the system for yourself. The uh, the nature of man, if you remove all of the societal and religious and governmental controls on man, man is a very, very violent creature. They will lie, steep, cheat, kill people, it doesn't matter. They do it indiscriminately if there's a benefit for them. Just ask yourself what we're seeing in the world today. Um, and now they have the means by which to direct people. Um, at one time, this empire, as I heard it called in an email this morning, was, um, to quote Reagan, the, the shining city on the hill. Uh, but it's, it has certainly uh, become tarnished. But I can tell you as a kid, growing up in a military family, I can remember sitting in the back seat of my dad's car one time, five or six years old, and uh, we were going somewhere, and I reached under the seat and pulled out one of his caps, and I put it on my head. And I said, I was going to be a soldier. So it was set in my psyche long before I had learned rational thought that that was the way it was going to be. Uh, my father had done 23 years in the military. My grandfathers both skipped the generation, although one of them lost one in World War I. I lost a brother. Uh, but going back a thousand years, my family has been soldiers. How is it that you can cause someone to revert to that natural state? Jack and I were just talking about that because there is... Um, in these younger people today, a lot of character, I see as character flaws, that does not lend itself to nationalism or even to uh, religious fanaticism. Uh, they're, they're going, regardless of their physical stature, they are going to have to come to grips with that nature somehow. Someone will trigger that nature within them. Uh, you know, and I, I was talking with some friends yesterday about this. We have, uh, over centuries, extolled the virtues of, of men who are willing to stand up and fight for their family for their society, for their nation. We've extolled their virtues. Um, and the virtue that I see in that those men is they can selectively turn it on and off. A psychotic can't turn it on and off. A social psychotic can. But the difference is they know who and what their enemies are within their social structure.
friends. I've got a lot of friends that are gone. Um, I've lost friends and, and a lot more acquaintances to combat action. I've lost them to the results of what the uh, leadership has said is uh, necessary, whether it be radiation poisoning, Agent Orange, asbestos poisoning. I've lost hundreds and hundreds of people I know personally to those things that were the expedient means of accomplishing a military goal at the time. Uh, that does not take away from the sacrifice of those individuals because it comes down to and it and very plainly comes down to when you're fighting you're standing there and bullets are flying and bombs are going off that animal nature that is us is primary but to go back and do it the next day requires one to either be an automaton or you must have motivation. You must have something that overrides your will for survival. And that in successful warriors is a choice. What is that choice that motivates you to set aside your social nature for the nature of a warrior. That can be family. It could be a lover. It could be your community. It can be your country. It can be your God. God, country, family. Imagine that. Where have you heard that one before? And then when those that survive such uh, trying times return, we all have to look at it in some way. We will be required, it's just part of the way of the nature of the universe, to look at those things and either we accept that that was necessary for our family and friends to protect them, to be in that that thin red line, um, as some of my former soldiers certainly uh, let me know. Um, or you have uh, to look at it from a sense of, I chose that life, I chose that battle uh, based upon a belief in a government or a belief in what a religious teacher told me. Those are not the beliefs that will see you through if you're a survivor. But in that situation, the motivation especially when the bullets are flying and the bombs are going off. The motivation, there's only one, and that is to survive. And you trust your equipment, you trust a guy to your left and your right, or your woman to your left or right, or whatever it happens to be. But the only, only thing that's paramount at that point in time is surviving. The motivation after that the justification for that, nine times out of ten, when it's looked at after the fact, was just that. It was a false justification because you believed that your government was righteous. You believed your God was righteous. And it's a belief because you're convincing yourself when in fact it was just a flipping of a switch and going from civilized to uncivilized. There, there is no real justification for allowing 
preachers, popes, presidents, kings, princes, or your best friend's girlfriend to allow you to shut that off because you're no longer civil. You will be shunned from society if you can flip, can't flip that switch back to being civilized. The truth is, it's either in your heart or it's not, that you will protect what is yours, your family, your children, your husbands, your wives, your parents, your property. your property, that's where I was going next, is that is your motivating factor. Now, if you believe in the dream of your nation, not necessarily the leaders, but the dream that is freedom for all peoples, that can be a very, very strong motivating factor. If you know, and I use that word in its truest sense, if you know that those who are trying to take what's yours, your family, your friends, your property, your nation, or your community, if you know for a fact that they are trying to take that away from you, then you're in a position where you have a righteous motivation. And then it's a matter of, well, does my motivation align with that of the religious leaders and the political leaders and the, the kings? If my motivation aligns with those, now you have a team. But if you don't have that motivation and somebody says, are you going to fight? You're going to run away. The guys that I know that are World War II veterans, as an example, were highly, highly motivated. Why were they highly motivated? Because of propaganda. And the propaganda, as we've seen through Jack and Orage's writing, the, the propaganda that, that took us from a world where we could have had National Socialism, we could have had a democratic National Socialism where people made choices for the good of the community. Um, that's really what it comes down to. Uh, they were easily swayed. Every man 18 to 25 years old, full of testosterone, is easily swayed to make a fight because that is, that, <laughs> yes, agreed. That is the nature of testosterone, <laughs> to be honest, is to fight, to procreate, to show your strength. That is not a civil action. That is a human animal action. Nowadays we have those who would hide behind their ivory towers and their marble desks and pick up the phone and say, develop something that will kill four billion people just by releasing mosquitoes. And the, those that work for them will do that. Are you going to fight that? The only way to fight that is to be knowledgeable and motivated. And, and motivated to see the truth. Not opinions, not facts. Um, to make a good warrior requires to be inculcated and raised in that system where you live with people who can turn that uncivilized nature on and off at will. You, And that is the point that so many and so many people in this world do not understand is warriors... Even generations of warriors like the World War II veterans, 
They didn't go to war because they were afraid of going to jail because they got drafted. They were convinced it was a righteous war. And if you look at the propaganda that was used, it showed that it was a, it taught them that it was a righteous war. When in fact it wasn't. None of them have been. The only time the warrior needs to be switched on is when there's somebody coming across his front yard or a group of somebody's coming across his front yard to take what's his. Um, That's just happening now. And uh, I can tell you that I, I know many, 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 many people from the 20, age of 20 to the age of 80 that will not stand for that as our forefathers would not stand for that whatever their motivations were whoever convinced them somewhere in their heart they had to hold on to that dream that is freedom peace that shining city on the hill that all has to be deep in one's heart before they will do the things that are necessary to make that come true and to live that. Uh, doesn't have to do with who your God is. Doesn't have to do with who your politicians are. It has to do with the desire for your people, family and friends and community, to be able to live in peace and be productive for the benefit of the people. That's my take on where the veterans and, and where our losses come from. You don't get a veteran who is wearing an American Legion cap or a VFW cap or a, a Vietnam Veterans Association cap who wears their medals proudly. You don't get that from drafting somebody and saying, go fight, come home, forget about it. That doesn't happen. It's in the heart. And those men that have gone before us, both in combat and as a result of, of combat or willing to be in combat, those men all had it in their heart. They knew what family country and God were all about when they took that bullet. There is no doubt in my mind. Now I'll give it back to Jack on that. <laughs> testosterone. And that's what Phil mentions, testosterone. Well, I said that when I wrote my book, uh, you know, and uh, I heard of a, a Pride Alliance, you know, only only the strong lions, the lions with the most testosterone, get 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 to uh, breed and get the girl. Uh, I, I don't know where it started. I, I do know where it started. It started in the early '80s. I, I mean, HP posted on it today. But uh, there's a song. I remember the song because uh, these girls they painted me up to look like them one day when I passed out on uh, two one holes at their house. Uh, it was a song by Boy George. It was the big hit of the day. Karma Chameleon, I'm a man without convictions. He was a, a, boy George was a gay guy dressed up in drag and sung. He was very good, very good. But that was his big hit. Uh, I'm a man without convictions. That's not going to cut it. That's the problem with this whole gay agenda. Uh, you know, what separates men from women is the testosterone. Uh, and if you don't have any testosterone, then you are no better than, as I've been calling the people today, capons. You're a capon. You know, the capon is like a cross between chickens, uh, and, and, and it can't breed, it can't do anything. It's just bread for eating. And that's, that's what a lot of these, these people, with the purple hair and the nose rings and the 60 pounds overweight, that's what they remind me of, capons. Uh, and, and now they're shooting them up with testosterone. Are they? The women, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, they should. they're going to have to shoot the women up. With the, who's going to fight? If we do really have a war, who's going to fight the war? It have to be the women. You know, we'll have a, an army of dykes. Uh, 
Maybe they're not so crazy having a, a lesbian animal, you know, because that's, that's what America's going to need. Because uh, I don't think it's men can answer the call of war anymore. Judging by some of those comments, I mean, you know, if that's, that's, that's what you think as a leftist. Uh, and I myself, I've said it before, I'm a leftist. I have a lot of sympathies with Marxism, uh, but more with socialism. Uh, and uh, if that's what you think, then, then get away from me, man. Uh, uh, if you you don't have convictions which we will fight for, I, 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 it's like that that I go back to that prayer again, like Conan. What are you? What are? You? Why are you here? Why are you here? If we are all an, an aggregate, one one giant aggregate of God, then you are godless. You are not part of that aggregate. Uh, I don't know how you got here. Maybe the guff was empty of souls. But uh, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more tired of looking at this. And uh, when you cast disparagement on, on guys who were not afraid to fight and die, uh, I, I, I just, you, I, I, I want to be sick to my stomach. Uh, another thing you, you may, may overlook. Now, Phil brought that up too, growing up in a military family. My father was 101st. He was a freaking soaking hole. We had a flagpole in the summer home in New Jersey. And every morning he'd raise the flag, and every night he'd take it down and got to fold it properly. He used to try to teach me how to fold it. I couldn't learn. Uh, but, uh, you know, that was his little, he had his little uh, altar to the 101st in his room. I used to go play in that. And uh, you have to know, remember, I, I, as a child, uh, you know, my, my coming of age years were spent in the heart of the Vietnam War. <coughs> and uh, every night on the news we'd see this and uh, touch my family too because uh, one of my cousins, uh, Bucko, was drafted. And Bucko didn't want to go. Nobody wanted to go. Uh, but uh, my father was like the patriarch of the family. Uh, and they told me he had no choice. And you couldn't go to Canada because they'd go and get him. His father and my father. Uh, and he went, and you know he was sending back letters. <laughs> his first day in action, they, they put a, a cobra in his bunk. And they were like, welcome to Vietnam. And he was talking about everybody. <laughs> he says, uh, don't listen to them. That Not that many people are getting killed. He says, everybody in his, his platoon was killed except him. Uh, you know, uh, by the time he got home a year later, they, it took him six months sleeping on the floor to even get reacclimated, and I, I grew up during all this, and I, uh, you know there was never a question of whether I was going to be drafted when I was 18. Uh, but like I said, that that your family wasn't having any of that kind of nonsense. When my father saw a hippie, he'd stop the car and he'd scream, "Kill it with a stick! Kill it with a stick!" Uh, but that just wasn't acceptable in in in, in, uh, in my family. I'm sure it wasn't in Phil's, and I'm sure it wasn't in a lot of guys that ended up in the military and now have, uh, you know, don't let them con you by telling you, oh, you fought for the wrong cause. I, I, yeah, well, that's all become apparent now, right? Uh, what, what do they say? Uh, you, you, know, when you know, these things after the fact, everybody's, uh, everybody's uh, uh, an armchair quarterback, right? Uh, uh, Military, people who grew up in the military-style families, they, they were never even given this freaking choice. When your country went to war, you were taught. For, I used to remember they used to tell my sisters, because they'd be like, well, he's a boy. Why is he getting this? Why is he getting that? And I told them, I, know, I was like 10 or 12, 11 years old. I said, because when I, I'm 18, uh, I'm going to fucking Vietnam, and I'm probably not coming back, or I'm going somewhere else. Uh, that, that, you know, you got, you got it made, you girls. Uh, you know, that's why the boy gets those things. And I think at the time it was really true, uh, but uh, and the matriarchs were are the ones who carry the heart of the society, and that's that's the answer at sixty something to those young girls. Uh, it is the matriarchs that carry the knowledge and and what it takes to have peace and and community. Men don't have an idea of what it takes to have peace and community other than fighting for it. And let me tell you something. You only have peace when there's a balance of power. Uh, anytime there's weakness, it's like, again, we go back to the African savanna. 
And the animal senses weakness in another animal, well, you're going to be its dinner. Uh, and uh, to show, you cannot show weakness. Uh, and uh, as a man, you cannot show weakness. And so Bill was just saying it's, it's up to the women to provide that, that, that matronly, that, that feminine uh, 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 empathy and sympathy. It's not up to, uh, you know, there's a, it's a it's TV series I used to hate. Everybody loved it. And that was MASH. And uh, you know, I just thought every, every actor in that was a lisping homosexual. And uh, it's, it's, it's disparagement of, of, of men. Was was so obvious to me, but then again, I told you I have a really high IQ and I see things other people don't see. Uh, so that's what I, 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 I for 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 Memorial Day. That that's what I have to say in in deference to those men that that had their lives cut short, and uh, you know. They, it, at least you are a man, uh, and that, uh, that's why I think it's, it's today is, is very important to remember those people, those men with convictions, uh, because there's no such thing as a man without a conviction. A man without a conviction is a boy George. I, uh, would, I would add to what you were saying um, a couple of things and what we've said here. Um, first and foremost, uh, to our listeners and readers, uh, seldom will Jack and I, in any way or form, have a script. We may have an outline some days, and other days we were freeform the whole way. Like today. Um, now, that being said, uh, happy Memorial Day. Boy, if that isn't kind of an oxymoron. Um, but I did hear um, a retired military officer recently on the radio give a very good explanation of how and why he accepts that and humbly says thank you. This is a day where you can mourn, and there is actually a tradition for that. Memorial Day ceremonies require that the United States flag, Old Glory, be flown at half-staff from sunrise until noon, at which time the morning is to cease and we are to celebrate the nation. At noon, the flag is raised again to full staff. That's part of the ceremonies that have gone on for 150 years now with regard to remembrance of our war dead. And so, uh, yes, it can be a happy time because you are alive. You are experiencing a sense of freedom from imminent death that ancient man didn't know because ancient man was always on the edge um, there was no civilization you have civilization you have society you have the things you need because of others not just yourself um, so mourn those who gave that to you gave their lives so that you can drive your big-ass trucks and eat your wonderful barbecue and you can sit there and get drunk on Monday and, and carry on from Sunday and have just a good old time. Okay. But remember them. Mourn them. Have a good time. Because this is a day not only to remember the dead, but remember what they were paying for with their lives. Your ability to sit here and live in a sense of freedom. Whatever, Even if you don't believe it's freedom, go to some other parts of the world, you will believe it's freedom. Um, so yes, it, it, you can say Happy Memorial Day, 
but behind that realize that it's happy because you're alive and you have a sense of freedom and choices that you can make for a better life and thank those guys and remember those guys and gals that have gone before that made it possible and the majority of them had in their heart that that's exactly what they were doing was making the future a place where you everybody listening can have a sense of freedom even if it's just in your own heart Okay, uh, well, that, that about covers Memorial Day. Uh, we'll go pay our respects. Uh, so uh, uh, I'll bring up that uh, this was the original topic we were going to talk about. I didn't really study for it, uh, uh, Kennedy's uh, uh, campaign. And the flack I'm catching from some of my own friends, you should know better. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, why am I being teased? Because... I think, oh, oh, Kennedy's going to save the day. I'm acting like a Trump tard, you know. Uh, uh, first of all, I, I, I nominated Kennedy for the office along with, with Phil and O'Rage in, in, uh, in the early part of the COVID scam, uh, and that was in, uh, I think, April or May of 2020. Uh, you can go back. You can go. It's on the human, uh, you know. Uh, and, and I was told, because Kennedy happens to be a, 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 was a, a comrade of my sister's and uh, in the environmental movement, uh, and she worked very closely with him on a lot of things. And uh, so I, I know a little bit about the man. Uh, those of you that are calling him, uh, 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 oh, he's part of the system, he's, he's, a, he's a, 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 a you know, plant or whatever. You know what? The guy was invited into politics at an early age. Uh, they wanted to make him the Attorney General of New York, uh, and he refused. He didn't want to go into politics. He was, uh, he was crusading to clean up the environment. And those of you that are going to jerk your knees up in the air and say, oh, that's the Green Movement, I suggest you listen to, to some of his recent speeches about how he abhors this top-down approach with the Green Movement. Uh, and he abhors climate change, the propagandizing right. of... That was the next words out of my yeah. mouth with climate Go. change. I'll, I, I have the video on my Twitter site. And, uh, we'll post that with this. Uh, the guy is saying all the right things. But getting back to, to, to like 2020, early 2020, uh, I, I talked to my sister. She's like, he's never going to run. He hates politics. He said it himself, so somebody's right. convinced him. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. Yeah. Somebody's convinced him. Uh, you know, when a man steps up, uh, I know a lot of us are jaded. I'm jaded too. But I'm not so jaded that I can't appreciate, like I said, like we said with the, the veterans, uh, the memorial that dies. When a man steps up and he shows some fucking moxie. Willing to fight. Willing to fight when he knows his father was killed by these people, his uncle was killed by these people, probably his brother too. Uh, his uncle was framed at Chappaquiddick, his other uncle. He's willing to step up and face those kind of odds for you. And, and for you to stand there and laugh. And to ridicule, ridicule, ridicule it. Ridicule those that support him. I think Sarah from RHP said it. Uh, uh, by us rooting for him, we can make him better. And I think we are making him better. Because I keep looking at his speeches, and the guy hasn't said one fucking wrong word yet. Uh, I, it's, it's as if we've been given a voice. And, and, and we need to get behind that voice uh, and stop being skeptical about this and that and the other thing. Like this whole, this whole broadcast today started out as, you got to have some convictions, particularly if, if, if you're a man. And maybe that don't mean much to, to present day uh, men. I say that maybe almost in a quote. But what a man is, you got you got to have some. That, that maybe that's why originally only men voted. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, there was no Federal Reserve then, and uh, I doubt Woodrow Wilson would have gotten into office if it wasn't for the woman vote. Even despite the fact that the election was fixed with Roosevelt running, uh, 
I, I just, uh, women are very easily manipulated. But men, uh, they, they stand firm when they get a belief. And uh, this guy obviously has convictions. I, I don't see how you can laugh at that. I really don't. Unless you just want to see the world destroyed. I, I mean, is that what you really want? Uh, do you want to see all these innocent people? And there are still many innocent people. Everybody's not an agglutination out there. Uh, and, you know, they, if you get run over, I keep saying this all the time, you get, you get run over on the road, man, and uh, it's people are going to stop. People are going to help you. People are going to tend to your needs. You know, it's, that's, that's called humanity. It's called humanity. Unless you're in San Francisco, Chicago, New York City, <laughs> or somewhere like that, where 20 people will come up, and, and by the time that anybody gets there to pick up your body, everything's going to be off of it. Um, anyway, that's beside the point. But you, even there, you may find a good Samaritan who will help you, uh, you know. Uh, Potentially. Yeah. So, you know, like, I, I don't want to use blanket terms. This world needs to be destroyed. I hope China and Putin destroy America. Uh, I We've to, all had those thoughts. Yeah, I'd like to see the government destroyed. I would. I, I'd like to see the woke destroyed myself, too. I'd like to see them destroyed, too. But for the rest of Americans, I grew up with these people. Uh, these, this is my blood. Uh, and uh, I see uh, there's a lot of good things in this country. Uh, I still brought up, you think this country is not free. Well, uh, some of you go try saying the things you say about Jews in Europe. See how long you fucking last. Or even say something about blacks. Go to, go to England. I got just gave him two years just talking about blacks. Uh, you know, uh, try criticizing the government in China or in Russia and see, see how far you get there. I hear you're not going to get very far. Or the wrong people here. Uh, I've been criticizing the wrong people here for years, and you too. So. But they don't see—they don't see us as quote influencers. I think they do. Um, an influencer of of two million followers and growing. Well, they've made sure that I can't. Do that. Right. That, exactly. that That's that's what this last ten right. years has been about. Uh, you know, uh, when I wouldn't go along with them, uh, which they realized by 2016, uh, I was putting. Uh, I have my own minders. I have an escort of spooks. I mean, all the years that are on my Substack page now, stay at a thousand views and I'll get 16 likes. Who does that? You know, uh, if you all hate me so much, why are you reading me, listening to me? Uh, you know, uh, this is a joke. I, I watch them subtract likes. I watch them turn the hit counter off uh, between two and six every morning lately and, and the download counter. I watch them do the, I, I watch them, uh, I go to 750 subscribers, I watch them knock nine off, and I watch them keep me at 741 for the last half a month. Every time it went up to 742, 743, they knocked two off. Now it's back down to 741, staying that way. So I assume, like they do every month, they're going to let it go up to 750 subscribers for June. Uh, you know, this is, it's not even a machine. Uh, I go on Facebook, I see them trailing me and, and blocking me from saying uh, to Twitter, same thing, I, I, uh, you know. But no, I didn't want to do me. What I want to do is, uh, is uh, this, 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 this ridicule of, of, of anybody. Yeah, we've had a lot of fixed elections. Uh, I think we've had a real elections since, uh, I don't know, maybe Nixon? Uh, Here, here's a fun fact for you. Dominion Voting Machines, the company that owns Dominion Voting Machines and builds them thing, right. they are um, going to go bankrupt. Why do we need a voting machine? Right. I mean, that's insane. I got a purple finger. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, he was over in Iraq when they held the elections in the wartime. He used voting machines. There's no, any, this is why I said I'd like to see the woke destroyed. Because as soon as I see somebody, oh, they call you guys, call them liberal. I hate that because I consider myself a liberal. As soon as, soon as somebody starts talking about the Dominion machines, the wealth will chime in with, and just, there's, no, I don't even want to talk about it after that. You think we need a voting machine? I'd, I'd rather just take a hatchet to your head 
you know. Like I said, I got a lot of dead family members that left in the military to, 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 so we could hold free elections. And they don't trust nobody, nobody's machine to hold that election for me. And if you can't get up off your fat ass to go vote and put your name in the pot and say, I believe this. Those write-in votes are I want only for this. people in active military service. They're exactly. in a foreign country. Exactly. Nobody else should be using them. Nobody. Exactly. Nobody. Because like, I can tell you that 90% of the people in the nursing homes that filled out those forms didn't fill out those forms. They had no cognitive ability to make decisions anymore. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in a freaking nursing home. Right. Picture my mother voting. <laughs> yes, or mine. Um, and it just, the, the list goes on. You, can, you I can't go because I've got to watch my kids. Well, take your kids and show them what the hell it's about. You know, the excuses are rife. And, they, and the political class have obviously have gotten away with modifying it to be all inclusive. Well, fuck your inclusiveness. If you can't have the, the ability. And produce your ID, too. And produce an ID that shows who you are, then you don't deserve a vote, lazy fucks. I mean, here in Tennessee, you got to show your ID. I'm 64. I still got to show my ID to buy beer. Yeah, yeah. What's so hard about showing a fucking ID? And I got to show one to vote, and I have no qualms about it. I mean, what's the problem? Where is it? This is this wokest state. They'll argue this point. They think people should vote with no. You know, there's what no happen- room for that. What happens country? to the character of the nation when we have this? Look around you. Right. You see. You see what happens. Well, there are rules and policies and, and ways and norms and values and morals and, and convictions that are not being taught. Those who don't learn from the past, meaning teaching, learning, becoming a part of you. If you don't learn from what's happened in the past, by God, you're going to live in an uncivilized situation for about half a minute, if that. Right. Uh, I suggest you stay off of social media. I mean, I was, I, I was even after they threw me off of Facebook and Twitter posting stuff on there. I still do occasionally on Facebook, but... Uh, uh, on Twitter, I see nothing but bots. Uh, if you go uh, off of, uh, I, I think I have 14 followers, you see, you go into any of the threads, they're loaded with bots, with people with opinions that, that don't make any sense at all. Uh, you can tell that they're just uh, formulated talking points from the government, uh, from, from what I may add is, is, is an is a outlaw government. Because uh, like I said, uh, if, if anybody I know thinks Joe Biden really won the election is not really... Most of them are not from this country. They're not living in this country. Uh, I, I traveled all the states east of the Missis- uh, Mississippi River during the election period, and I can tell you that Donald Trump won by a fucking landslide. A landslide. A landslide. Okay? Uh, and if you're prepared to accept a guy like that, this disassembling everything that's in your constitution, uh, everything that, that, you, you, that, that the guys we're going to celebrate today or mourn, that they fought for. What is wrong with you, man? What, I can only think you're awoke, and that means that you're infected. Uh, and, and that means, uh, you know, how, 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 uh, how uh, Russell, Kurt Russell gets rid of them in, in, in John Carpenter's The Thing, he uses a flamethrower on them, and I would be—I'll be happy to use a flamethrower on you, rather than argue the point of we shouldn't need uh, IDs or we shouldn't—we uh, we need voting machines. I—I I, I don't want to argue with you. I just want to use the flamethrower, uh, and but—that uh, uh, gets me back to Kennedy. He's—he. All, all of these points are points he's making. He's not saying oh, he's the flamethrower. Of course, he's being politically correct, and he's picking up steam as he's going. Uh, and if we get behind them, we may just have a damn voice in 2024. Uh, I don't want to see the end of the world as far as we as Westerners know it. 
in 2024. But at the current rate, without a voice, I think it's a foregone conclusion that that's what we'll see. Go ahead, Phil. Well, Mr. Kennedy has really a, a deep, being an attorney, especially an attorney fighting the United States government for his, his entire adult life, um, I would have to say he has a very good handle on the Constitution as written, not a flexible, adjustable document. Um, he, he made a point this last week that I picked up on that we will, re, under his administration, he will impose 25% tariffs on goods being imported to the United States. Now that, to my mind, if I, and I'm not an economist, but I could do the numbers, I'm sure, that 25% tariff is going to raise the price of everything 25% that comes in this country from overseas. Well, what does that do to the revenue generation for the United States government? Potentially, that would replace the federal income tax as long as people continued their consumerism of the dream overseas. of national socialism no no income tax no tax no the government is self-supporting which is is how the constitution was written there is nothing in the constitution that says anything about an individual income tax and ta taxes have to be levied across the board okay give me a 10 percent flat tax on my income and do that across the board in the country that is constitutional a 1% tax, I don't care. But raise the tariffs 25%, that raises the revenue, and then the people, the market, would then turn around and say, well, we can make this cheaper in the United States. No shit. We did from 1945 until the 1970s. We made everything in this country and it was less expensive than imports. We got this North American Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA, and then these other open borders trading agreements. Ask your European friends how the hell that worked out for them. And your oil, don't forget your oil, until, uh, until Shrub took office. We, we, made, we produced over 90% of our own oil. Our energy, we were self-sufficient. Self-sufficient. At the end of the last administration, we were self-sufficient. There's no reason why this country, and together with Canada and Mexico, should not be self-sufficient. Totally, totally and completely. We don't need Europe. Look at this or, economy. Or Africa. Look at Boy, how Africa. this economy has been sh totally run down and how just with one word, Mr. Kennedy can solve huge in problems in, the, in, in this country's economy. Because if I can make it cheaper here, then import it, then I will build a factory and make it cheaper. If I build a factory, is that not something that is beneficial to 10 people or 50 people or 10,000 people all making computer chips? Now take that 10,000 and multiply that by their family members and one person's decision because I can make it cheaper in the United States has just improved the economy of at least 10,000 people. Keep going. That one word, tariffs, makes so much sense. And it's an integral part of, of, of economics. I mean, and our Constitution. It, it should never, ever be taken off the table. Uh, that, that is how you run an econ economic system, going back to mercantilism and, and uh, uh, Adams and, and all the rest of them. Uh, uh, tariffs are, are how, how you control things. Uh, 
So, and that's just the, the one thing that, that hit me this week. But I got thinking about it because I listened to an interview with uh, Governor DeSantis this week as well. Very smart man. He knows all of the things that are on the fringe alt media. He knows all of the points that everybody's talking about because it's all the propaganda. Um, you look at the Democratic-run cities. Look at the purple hairs. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at, look at. He's saying, I want to solve all of those things, but he's not putting forward a single thing. I'll hire people to do that is his response, as opposed to Mr. Kennedy, who said, I'll impose a 25% tariff on all goods coming in the country. That is a freaking solution, people. It's that simple. And he, he has the same ideas about this climate change bullshit. Maybe there is climate change and it's man-caused, but it is not a cause for the entire planet to go freaking crazy. No, and he says that, and he, he sees it himself, and uh, I, I, uh, environmentalism is, is a giant issue. Uh, uh, the pollution that we undergone, we've already been through this uh, during the 70s and the 80s. Uh, yep. I mean, sometimes they were on the verge of evacuating L.A. because you couldn't breed the smog. Uh, you want, you know, that, that, that's noble for somebody to, to, to take on that cause. Uh, Boss, you people call it deep state. How do you call a guy that did, uh, I think he did a month or two in the South American prison for fighting for environment for the natives? You think anybody in the deep state ever went into a South American prison? Uh, and how many of them take on the pharmaceutical companies? Yeah, you want to see deep state? Look at look at look at Kerry. That's deep state, okay? Yeah, he went to Vietnam to say he went and get into politics. And the first time he got shot at, he was on. Uh, the next boat back to America, the, the swift boat guy, you know? Uh, that, that's deep state. They don't, they don't ever put themselves in danger. That's another problem we have with the, with the quality of the candidates we see running for office. I mean, Kennedy's earned his, his combat stripes right there. How many of these guys in D.C. have ever, ever, ever been in a, uh, fired a shot in anger? Been in a fight in a schoolyard, for that matter. Uh, uh, I just... I, I, I could never vote for any of them. Uh, and, and we're talking about uh, deep state. Okay, deep state. Deep state is Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis has ties to uh, the Pilgrim Society. Yes, the, not the Jews. The Jews didn't bring you to the, the, the Federal Reserve. The Pilgrim Society did. J.P. Morgan, yes, the Jews helped. The Rothschilds helped. I, I mean, uh, this is a point of study I've made. They're the but, bankers. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, it was, but somebody it was, had to invite them. Yeah. The Rockefellers and Morgans are not that. They're old, old-time Anglo-Saxon money, okay? And they're the ones who, uh, who along with, with people like Milner in England uh, and the uh, Pilgrim Society, uh, they arranged for Woodrow Wilson to be put in office, and they arranged for the Federal Reserve. And they arranged for Bill Clinton to be elected president and usher in NAFTA. And now they're trying to arrange for Ron DeSantis to be our next president. I'm not taking the bait. Uh, you you want to see deep state? There's Ron DeSantis, okay? He was in the military. I hear what he did in the military was torture prisoners uh, at Guantanamo Bay. That's what he did in the military. Uh, well, uh, you know, tell me a guy who was, in, who was in the combat like Phil, and then tell me he was in the military. Because I don't count, I don't count what DeSantis did as military service. Go ahead, Phil. Well, we're getting close to the end. Yeah, I've said everything I got Of to today's... Say. Um, I would like to wish our listeners and, and, and ask our listeners to take a minute, think about the things we've said today, um, and look at your own viewpoints on the world. You're obviously listening to us reading us, following us, for some reason. We all know things are wrong, and those things need correction. Do we want the correction to be made through the use of arms and nuclear weapons? Or would we like to maintain some semblance of peace 
for our families. Yes, I am a man of war. I have no qualms about saying that. But I am for the peace of my family and my friends. Like and share us, people. We appreciate all of you, and, and we continue watching and writing and speaking until the end. And a vote for Kennedy is a vote for a peaceful solution to all this, believe it or not. Leave you with that. Thanks for joining us for today's Conversations from the Forge. To view and listen to Jack's work, subscribe at jackhart.substack.com. We hope you found today's conversation interesting and informative. Join us next time for Jack Hart's Conversations from the Porch.